And with that, I say welcome to Geeks with Kids, the internet's number one geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I can't measure that, but I'm going to say that anyway. I am your host, Eric, and joining me this week is Mac, Gus, Mike, uh, I almost said Endoscream, Steve, and Hawk. How's it going, guys? It's been a long oh, time like since we've done that. No what's ups, please. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I didn't really want to do another list episode, so we're not doing a list episode this week. Wait, but we kind of are. We sort of are. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's all right. Let's start off this episode by thanking everything is permitted. If you haven't checked out our last episode, we did this giant crossover where <sighs> we had our mats fight over their past 10 years, you know, the best of the last 10 years. Uh-huh film lists and you know things happen people won people didn't we got things a lot happened. of betrayals were committed hearts <laughs> were broken it's all there good was, though but there was a lot of awesome sound clips and uh yeah. especially wing commander which i will play right now <laughs> she held together i love this baby. anyway Sorry, thanks Matt again Ripper, to Julie. That's just for you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again, Julie and Brittany, Matt, uh, for the fantastic crossover. If you haven't listened to it, check out their episode, their April 7th episode over at Everything is Permitted and episode 136 for us. I think you can find them on social media everywhere as Permitted Pod. Yes. So, like we start every episode, I ask you, what's good? What are you really liking on right now? Let's start with Hawk. What are you enjoying right now? Uh, oh, in this quarantine zone, uh, I mostly have been rewatching the a division. Lot of, <laughs> I know I've been rewatching a lot of stuff. Uh, what I'm really yumming on right now is uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> is, is that going to be on the merch? Went, what is that? Oh, I finally went ahead and got God. control. Got a boy. Yeah, how do you like to control yourself? Oh, so good. So, oh my God, but it's harrowing. It's, it's not jump out scares like the, you know, a typical kind of horror in that it's all psychological, uh, you know, but I I find myself penetrating deeper and deeper into the oldest house and that it's just getting more nerve wracking. Yes. Uh, yes. As you penetrate deeper, it does get more nerve wracking. We're just Um, not doing phrasing anymore. (laughs) No, no, that, that was the appropriate phrasing. How far do you think you are in the game? Like how many hours? Uh, at least clearance level six right now. And, uh, I've been trying to do a bunch of side missions. The last side mission I did was when I had to fight, uh, S.E.J. Nice. Nice. I don't remember that one. Yeah. It's when you go into the way. Yeah. I know. I told, um, investigating a mirror. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Steve, I told him to tell me after he got through the maze. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I want to hear, yeah, yeah. hear what yeah. he has to say about that. Too. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the yeah, one thing Steve said to me um, when I was playing it. He's like, I'm not going to ruin anything, but just tell me after you finish the maze. I'm, <laughs> and I texted him as soon as I was done. I was like, yes. Yes. I know what you're talking about. I, I, I've been in it slightly, but apparently I did. I need something else uh, from at, yeah. from at mm-hmm. Oti before mm-hmm. I can go any further. No more ruining this game. If you guys haven't checked it out, I, it's on sale now, isn't it right now? Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, that's one of the reasons I got the the expansion uh, on digital download for PS4 was uh, reduced 40%. So I got it picked up for like 60 bucks. You have a PS4 Pro, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, is it running fairly well? I know, Steve, you said there are some hiccups. Yeah, I haven't gone back to it. So there was some frame like jutter because it got a little too crazy in some gunfights. I don't know if they've been able to fix that or not. Uh, gunfights seem pretty okay. There are little glitches here and there, especially running in the, like when I was running up, you know, in, in, uh, I noticed when I was running up a big staircase full of clocks, 
Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, when you'd hit a little invisible wall and it would kind of stutter. But uh, so far, you know, pretty smooth gameplay. Combat's really great. Um, yeah. 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 So this nice. game is available on PS4 and um, PC. I don't know if it's on Xbox. I assume it is. But I think I so. Know, to be honest. If you haven't played it, definitely check it out. Shows, yes. what are you yumming on? <laughs> I mean, I feel like everybody's playing Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy right now. So the thing that I'm going to mention is um, I've started rewatching the old Star Trek movies. And I am I just watched Star Trek V uh, again last night. And that is a horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one so was many... your favorite. Star Trek V? Oh, is it four? oh that's four the worst one. Right? Four, four, four is like probably my favorite. Yeah, the one where they go back to San Francisco in the 80s. Home. Yeah, 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 um, but, but number five, like it was directed by William Shatner himself. And there's yeah. so many continuity problems in that movie. So many things. That it's almost like he wrote sense. it himself too. Oh, it's, it's like fan fiction gone bad. It's... <laughs> Oh, I was. What does what does God need with a starship? It's like what oh, does God, God need with a starship? <laughs> Remember Spock's often forgotten brother? Because what, yeah. what what I ended well, up what about his often forgotten sister? Uh, oh no, she got she got oh. um. Oh, did you finish oh, yeah, uh, discovery? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Spock's got lots of siblings. When it, whenever the story requires that he's got a new yes. sibling, <laughs> like a walking MacGuffin. <laughs> But what I ended up doing with these Star Trek movies is I was just messing around on Twitter one day and somebody had posted that all of the Star Trek, like the first 10 Star Trek movies were on sale as a bundle on iTunes for 20 bucks. Oh. And so I picked it up. I mean, I already have them on Blu-ray, but I was like, why not? 20 bucks on iTunes. Are they 4K or are they just Yeah, well, HD? I mean, they're they're high def. I don't know if they 4K'd the older ones. Okay. Um, but uh, I mean, they look pretty good. Mm. Uh, how was how your rewatch of one? <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's like they just really wanted to show off their special effects budget for that yeah. movie. Yeah, they were like, we've got like a three-page script and then like a you know a hundred-minute runtime on, <laughs> on this movie. Um, it, it was. I mean, I've I've always kind of liked number one, so I never really had an mm-hmm. issue with that one. But number five, oh. so I'm gonna watch number six like probably tomorrow just to cleanse the palate. Six was yeah. uh, Undiscovered Country. Yeah, Undiscovered oh, Country. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Six, see, six is always my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Let's see the idea of the odd numbered versus the even numbered uh, yeah. Star Trek movies. The evens are always the solid ones. Yeah. 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 You have to add Galaxy Quest in to like offset like one of the uh, later <laughs> ones. Then it works out. I love that movie. Okay. That's a, yeah. I, I forgot yeah. about that one. If I'm going to watch that. If you add too. that in, it makes the pattern work because like yeah. towards the end, there's like a little bit of a hiccup as to there's like, I think two bad ones in a row, but yeah. Galaxy, Galaxy Quest, Quest yeah. fixes it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Um, Steve, what are you liking on right now? I think I know what you're liking. Uh, no, I, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just playing a lot of Warzone. And That's a what lot I of, thought. Uh, for honor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause usually I just say like Warhammer 40k, but yeah, no, this week it's, uh, last couple of weeks it's been, um, uh, Call of Duty Warzone and that's pretty much it. I just... I don't know. I, I'm not really good at, uh, watching new stuff right now. I'm just like, I just want a repetitive loop and yeah, I've been really enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. Warzone is really neat considering we've been cross-platform playing it i've been playing it on pc yes. and you play it on ps4 so the fact that there's no real lag or difference yeah. was astounding no it's the future right i mean that was like that's always been the dream although i guess it was the night it was a nightmare the first time they had it you know like way back when you know with Shadowrun. but uh i didn't i wasn't bothered you know by playing with pc players i mean i guess because i i kind of suck anyway so i don't really care if i'm getting destroyed by mm. you know people with mouse and keyboard or just better players but uh yeah it's it's just a w- well-designed game for someone casual like me i think the offset was that the auto aim feature that they add for a controller is a lot better mm. so it's more concise like keyboard and mouse yeah. so they're people, pretty equal yeah. playing fields 
there's there's a bit of a debate as to how how much of an impact it has but but i can say like i don't whenever i get killed i know it's because you know i made a mistake or i'm just not as good and i'm not mm-hmm. feeling raw about it so yeah yeah so and you can't feel bro you can't feel bad you've gotten into like top five positions many times yeah 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 I, i've gotten to top three and i'm just dicking around so i must be doing something right so damn straight what about you gus what are you liking i didn't well, say since i'm uh <laughs> Since I'm enjoying this quarantine timeout, um, <laughs> getting caught up on or re-binging, I guess, all the sort of Arrowverse shows. Oh, wow. Kind of going in se- sequence from Arrow to Flash to Supergirl. Nice. To that's a, that's a, um, a substantial. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of fun, but it's funny to watch. Like Arrow is much darker. If I hear Oliver Queen complain that it's his fault again, you know, (laughs) you know, whereas, you know, you watch Supergirl and you're like, man, the fight scenes are just atrocious. Right. Or Legends of Tomorrow where you're like, oh, my God, the acting is just what amazing, amazing (laughs) is the word, (laughs) you know, but you watch them in sequence and it kind of makes it fun right? to kind of get to the crossover episodes to get to the, you know, did we talk about crisis? I don't think we did. No. We did kind of briefly, sort of. Did you like it, Gus? Did you get up to it? Did um, you finish it? I, I haven't watched all of it. I watched the first episode of it, I think. Um, and then we decided to kind of re go back and watch everything. Because what had happened was my wife didn't watch it in sequence. So mm-hmm. oh, kind yeah. of catching up it's... on the storyline is a little tricky. So, But um, I like the fact that they brought everybody who's ever been, for the most part, you know. Yeah some of these characters and I thought it was really cool. Um, I just wish they had given it a little bit more, maybe less tongue in cheeky for some of it and more depth Mm -hmm. from what I could tell. But once I, you know, finished binging the five part. Yeah. 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 I'd love to hear your thoughts because I have many after watching. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That goes to Mr. Moore. What are you liking right now? Um, You know, I I'll talk about it. I, uh, I jumped on the final fantasy seven remake bandwagon. Oh, sweet baby. Is it pretty? I'm not going to lie. There are times when I got teary eyed. um, Oh yeah. By how good it is and how much emotion it brings. Um, And it's funny because Jen and I are playing it in shifts. Because we're both, we're playing separate games, so I play during the day, and then she plays at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Nary will the other be in the room because she's actually about an hour and a half ahead of me in the game, oh. so I will not watch while she's playing. How far are you uh, in the game, hour wise? Um, I'm just uh, hour wise. I think I'm maybe four hours, four or five hours in. Okay, so you and Chelsea are around the same time. Yeah, I'm both, both the same. Time. I'm just getting to five to reactor five. Oh, okay, so chapter. Th- Four ish, chapter Three? four or five. Yeah, yeah I can't four. remember. Yeah, I'm not even there yet. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm I taking my nothing. time. I'm taking my time with it. I'm literally if there's yeah. a, if a side quest comes up, I'm doing it. I don't even. Oh care. yeah, I'm no, doing everything. One hundred percent. Do your side quests because yeah. I don't know if you can go back to it. As far as I can tell right now, I'm not to well, a point where you can go any everywhere. I'm, and I'm, I'm about eight sure hour, it gets nine to hours a certain hour. point where there's some side quests that you can't do given storyline unless that changes. Yeah. But I don't know because I'm not that far. Yeah, uh, that but game. There's, yeah, but that game, ooh, beautiful. That and and I did the unthinkable. Um, I actually um, reorganized and purged some of my collection. Oh, oh. Um, well, then by say I purged it and I took it off the upstairs shelf and reloaded the 
now three uh, bins full of DVDs that are not going to be sitting ready in my collection. Oh, okay. Uh, One of those (laughs) Tupperware bins is entirely horror movies as well, too. Interesting. Uh, It was because I was cleaning the basement and then I found uh, a bin and a half full of DVDs. I'm like, oh, that's where these all went. Cool. I thought I got rid of these. And then I had to just alphabetize and reorganize everything by uh, category and title. Mm. So that was about three days worth of hilarity. Interesting. Nice. Um, going back on Final Fantasy, this is um, <laughs> just because I want to talk about it. Yeah. Don't look up what has changed because the ending will show up on. I don't, I don't want to know. So don't yeah. look that up. Shows I, and, uh, yeah. I'm, okay. Okay. Good advice. Um, there's, there's a couple of things, um, but apparently people are tweeting about the changes at the end or oh, how course. it ends sure. and where it's only well, been but a I mean, week or we're so. also at a point where it's like this was a highly anticipated game and it came out at the best slash worst possible time <laughs> right like right. it came out at the best time because everyone can get it and it's you know obviously it's the number one game across all boards and it's the highest rated game across all boards but then not the number back. one uh selling game number one selling game is still animal crossing well oddly sure enough. but i mean it, it's animal crossing has been out a hell of a lot longer so That's wait fair. for it. It'll get there. It will. Um, and also people had to go get physical copies of Animal Crossing, whereas... No, whereas You can get, you can get um, digital for Animal yeah, Crossing. Yeah, I got the digital copy. Oh, okay, Crossing. cool. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. I Because Final Fantasy VII, as far as I know, finding a physical copy of it is virtually impossible because they're pushing yeah. for it to just be online. But that was right at the fun. at the at the edge where EB Games was still open. Yeah. Yes. And, and people were lining up to yeah. get Animal Crossing mm, and that right. caused a huge controversy. Well, yeah. they yeah, they the the certain stores and it was the one on Young Street in Toronto were stupid about how they did that. Yeah, there was no spacing um, there. Well, it wasn't a matter of there's no spacing, it's that they could have dealt with it because they were they weren't open to the public. They were only open for people to pick up their pre-orders. Yeah. Which is fine. If that's the case and you have all their contact info, because I've pre-ordered from them and you have to give them contact info, all you do is email or call all your customers and say, show up at this. You give everyone a yeah. signed time to show up. So they're not all getting there at eight o'clock in the morning and standing you know, back to back in a line. Yeah. Oh, well, I feel like we talked hours about this. To get in. We, we talked about it. We didn't cover it in the podcast. And oh, okay. I'm covering it only because I'm still yeah, annoyed no. about that because they screwed it up for everyone else like so no. many people are doing with so many things. But that's, that's not the point. That's not what we're here to talk about. Fair enough. Final, Final, Final Fantasy VII is awesome. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII is what Fantasy we're talking about this week. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's worth yet, it. But I will. That's what yeah, got yeah. me to the, on this rant. Is that the, the reason people are commenting is it came out at the best and worst possible time yeah. because it. We all know it wasn't the full game. It was a, the first third, I think, of the game, which is awesome. Uh, I think more quarter. first quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the, fir- I was being, <laughs> the first disc. I was being, well, yeah, it was the first disc. <laughs> but but not having a definitive. This is when the next chunk's going to get released. People have nothing to do but talk about this because they, yeah. you know, Fair. you've given us not like bless Square Enix. I'm so great they released this. Mm-hmm. I, I read a so great tweet. Give us something to go on after this. <laughs> I, I read a great tweet where somebody said, "By the time that the the, the last section of this remake is out, they're going to have to do a, a remake of the first chapter <laughs> of the remake." Yeah. Um, I will give Square Enix credit. All the side missions I've done have not seemed like filler. They actually seemed pretty good. They were logical. Nice. Yeah, they yeah. needed from where I from where I was in the slums. Yeah, for sure. It was yeah. it, part of it was it was obviously like, yeah, they're grind quests, but they're grind quests that are actually good because they take yeah. you. So you find where everything is. Mm-hmm. Wait till you guys get up to the summons. Anyway, I'm currently yeah. liking Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is a TV show 
that is full of Broadway people. And basically it's about this girl who gets in an accident or in an MRI machine and music just downloads into her brain. So she can mm. hear people's thoughts and feelings through musical numbers. Oh, that's and cool. Wow. It's amazing. Nice. The cast is incredible. Jane Levy is the is the lead. Nice. Um, the second her friends are Alex Newell, who's a phenomenal singer. Skylar Austin, who you might know from Spring yeah. Awakening. John Clarence Stewart. Lauren Graham is there. There's a like um who just joined from um Hamilton. Uh what's her name? Renee Goldsbury. Yes. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Renee Renee, Renee Goldsbury. Elise Goldsbury or yeah. something like that. Yeah, well, yeah, what is this a, show on? Is it on? Is it streaming? It is on CTV and it's on every Sunday. Oh, NBC, I guess. Ooh, um, oh, it's, a, it it's a lighthearted Sunday. musical show about uh, a girl's descent into madness. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> there, there's, there's an episode where she thinks she's going crazy and it's, <laughs> and it's so good. Nice. Because she sings, um, does that drive me crazy? Does that mean <laughs> I'm crazy? Yes. And obviously, and, like the cast is all top-notch singers choreography is beautiful they actually show the full choreography like full body so you know it's them doing it nice and not like a random side dancer so That's they're cool. all incredibly talented and i cannot i cannot recommend this show enough it makes me happy um, nice well, nice have to check it out peter gallagher is also in it and mary steinberger steinberger oh, wow. nice uh, yeah. steinberger steinberger nice you know ted danson's wife that's <laughs> yeah. right Back to the future so, three. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So as, uh, as, uh, shows continues this animal crossing, I will start. <laughs> I, was, I was looking up this show. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. You were. No, it's very good. Um, there's about, I think the 10th episode just came out. It's also quite nice because his, uh, her dad is going through this medical emergency where he can't talk or speak. He's, he's, um, he's sick and mm. she can hear his thoughts and feelings. Mm. And like he oh, sings, that's, and it's that's heartwarming. That's cool. Wow, it's heartbreaking, but it's 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 well done. Mm. Anyway, let's get into the episode. So, with quarantine, I found myself watching a lot of shows with my kids, and whether it's a live action sitcomy show like Ali and Austin, <laughs> animated shows like Doc McStuffins or something like that, um, a lot of the writing <laughs> and the themes are very 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 similar to the shows I grew up with. So, I started introducing my kids to you know. Some of the shows that I grew up with, because it's not hard to find. You can find mostly anything on YouTube or one of the hundreds of streaming sites that we have subscribed to, obviously. And therein so we find the bills. theme of today's episode, the cartoons that made us, the shows we grew up watching, why we thought they were special, and any extra fun tidbit thoughts that we had on the show. Yes. So I'm going to start this one. So I started with Gargoyles. Gargoyles nice. was one of the seminal animated series that Disney placed in the Disney afternoon time slot, which featured such classic cartoons as Tailspin, Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, and DuckTales. The series centers around a group of gargoyles that turn to stone by day, but are defenders of the innocent by night. Originally from Scotland, they were magically cursed during the year 994 and were awoken a thousand years later in the year 1994 in New York City. There, they quickly become friends with a female police officer, Eliza Mazza, and come into conflict with the villainous David Xanatos. Um, that's a short little summary, but I think no one can sum up this better than Keith David himself in the opening narration. <laughs> 1,000 years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day. 
betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect, frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now here in Manhattan, the spell is broken and we live again. Defenders of the night. We are gargoyles. <laughs> the series ran for three seasons with 78 half-hour episodes from 1994 to 1996. And what's interesting about this series is that there's no sole creator credit on it, but it was um, created by a series of writers that helped shape the show. So there was two writers for the first season, a husband-wife writing team for the second season, and then another group for the third. What's also awesome was the main the main cast was incredible. The leader of the Gargoyles, Goliath, was voiced by Keith David. The other Gargoyles that rounded out the group was Hudson, voiced by Ed Asner. Brooklyn, voiced by Jeff Bennett. Broadway, voiced by Bill Fagerback, who also voiced Patrick from SpongeBob. Wow. And mm-hmm. Bronx, who was voiced by the voice legend Frank Welker, a.k.a. Megatron. Officer Eliza Mazza was voiced by Sally Richardson, who now directs many of our favorite TV shows like Altered Carbon, American Gods, The Punisher. She's also one of the directors that was chosen to direct an episode of The Wheel of Time. And then the rest of the cast was Star Trek, (laughs) basically. So we had Jonathan Franks as the villainous David Xanatos and Marina Sirtis as Demona. Not to mention Michael Doran, Matt Frewer, Brent Spiner, LeVar Burton, Kate Mulgrew, Cole Meany, Avery Brooks, and even Nichelle Nichols played various roles on the show. <sighs> like they were all contracted by Fox or something. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Disney, you thought. Um, yeah. So they, I think the sh- all, they aired it on Fox up here. So that's the only reason. Yeah. I Did know. they? I thought yeah. it was on like Global or something. I don't remember. It was both. It was. It was I'm sure it was on every. Everything was so incestuous yeah. over there. Or in the 90s on our TV shows. Um, so I picked this show because Gargoyles came at a time when I was really discovering history and literature, things that I liked at that time. And I started getting into plays and more complex books. And oddly enough, Gargoyles sort of shaped that. The series was one of the first that I could remember that had a darker tone, especially for that age group. And then there were multiple complex story arcs. There was a lot of drama, like um, love yeah. triangles, sort of interspecies love, which is sort of weird. And then there are like great character growth moments and many, 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 many Shakespearean themes. Um, If I'm going to go into some memorable story arcs or episodes, there are really two that stuck out. I know I'm just talking a lot, but you can, you can stop me if you have any. No, 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 you're doing, you're doing great. No, educate us, Eric, educate. I will educate you. So one of the most memorable episodes I remember was an episode called Deadly Force. It was in the first season of Gargoyles, and it dealt with gun violence. Mm. In it, Broadway accidentally shoots Eliza with her own gun in, his, in her apartment because he was sort of playing with it, pretending he was in a Western. Um, after she's shot, he drops her off at the hospital, and while she's recovering, he sort of takes out his frustration on any criminals that he can find. Meanwhile, Goliath uh, believes that a gangster has done this to Eliza, so he's sort of on this goose chase the whole episode. Broadway eventually fesses up to shooting her and says that he'll never touch a firearm again, and Eliza forgives him, saying that it was sort of her fault as well because she didn't properly stow away her gun. She didn't lock it up. 
Mm. So these are really complex themes to yeah. show in a children's yeah. show. And they actually brought this forward uh, to different episodes because you later find her locking up her firearms in different episodes. So you see her yeah, nice. properly stowing mm. things away. And that's not something you really see in a TV show. Even now, it's not really something you will see, but it was sort of a start of more, uh, I guess, mature themes for a kid's cartoon. Uh, another arc that I really enjoyed was more of a character arc that lasted many episodes. And this dealt with the character of Owen Burnett. Owen was a personal assist- assistant of Xanatos. And through the course of the series, we find out that Owen is actually Puck. A.K.A. the one from English fo- uh, folklore, uh, Shakespeare's oh. Midsummer's Night. He's wow. like a, a fairy pixie person that grants wishes. It turns out that Puck asks Xanatos to choose between any wish that he could do or a lifetime of servitude as the human form Owen. And Xanatos obviously chooses the latter. Also, Puck is played by Brent Spiner. So, <laughs> yeah, you got to nice. add that. So, yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah. Um, there's also a smaller theme of uh, Demona being a bad guy on the show. She was the love interest of Goliath in the 994, but she was killed right before they got frozen. She turns up in 1994, having hidden over thousands of years or a thousand years. And her main, um, her main driving force was she wanted to destroy humanity because they're horrible. And this is not just a theme that you see that the gargoyles are doing. <clears throat> Um, a lot of humans are saying that humans are horrible and they actually point out things why <laughs> we are bad as a species. Oh, also Mackers, aka um, yeah. Shakespeare's um, you, you know, can say we're not in the Mac- theater. Yeah, they we're not in the theater. Macbeth is a villain on one of the episodes which I really enjoyed. He's oh, voiced wow. by John Ray's Davies. There's a lot of Shakespeare throughout the so, um, show. Mm-hmm. So, yep. When, um, when did it air? It aired from 1994 to 1996. There are 78 okay. episodes. Nice. Um, let's see. Yeah. The, the, the pilot was actually so dense that they cut it up into five episodes um, <laughs> and later re-edited it into a, a VHS like feature yeah. film. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Does it hold up today? Yeah. Oddly enough, it does. It's on Disney+. Plus. I sh- watched it a little while ago and it doesn't seem cheesy it actually seems pretty good it helps that the the voice cast is incredible yeah the writing is top-notch and they didn't shy away from anything actually i'm glad that it's on on disney plus because i actually didn't see it when it came out yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing that now yeah no i always remember i never watched it regularly but i always remember when it was if it was on i would watch it but i never sought it out because i was like "Ah, that's all right but it wasn't my it wasn't my thing but i I was when i was vehemently anti-disney for a lot of things that's very Mm. It was also um, around the same time as uh, Batman the Animated Series. So there was yeah, sort of yes. a lot of comparisons between the two. Yeah. yeah, And I think it came out a year after X-Men, a year or two after X-Men as well, too. So it was when, yeah, I can't cartoons, when X-Men came out. It was early 90s. That's all I remember. But it was it was at the point in time where there was the cartoons were starting to take. They were starting to be a little less bright and fluffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were dealing with some darker. They were dealing with, yeah, with darker with more things. subject matter. Yeah. Right? Like they yeah. were like, you know, we don't have to talk down to kids they're not dumb like we can talk to them like grown-ups and give them grown-up stuff mixed in with these stories well and i think some of these were geared towards the age bracket you know what i mean like they were geared towards the sort of 
kids the that had come up watching yeah. the you know Care Bears and all that while they were yeah. older than that now. So we got yeah. something that they can kind of latch onto, and that was the kind of storyline. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I think I I did watch Gargoyles, but I. I don't recall a lot of this. I have to go back and rewatch it. But I mean, I definitely think um, due to the fact that it was being made by Disney. So it had like, you know, I guess a clear budget, unlike a lot Mm -hmm. of some of the shows that we'll be reminiscing were sort of tied to toy lines and sort of, you know, had a very, uh, you know, more complex behind the scenes, you know, uh, funding. Um, Yeah. They were able to like actually do, story arcs you know because like that's not actually the way of a lot of cartoons unfortunately and so yeah i'm, I'm amazed that it had such uh such complex storylines i remember enjoying it but i don't remember the show that much because i guess i was watching more batman than than mm-hmm. gargoyles and and yeah because i'm a bit older too that was towards the end of my uh, oh and not to say that i don't still watch cartoons but yeah. you know maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no for sure um i remember liking this a lot because of the star trek connection i think sure. a lot of what i remember yep. was seeing the they used to show these behind the scenes like clips between commercials and stuff on for these shows so i always okay. enjoyed seeing like hey look there's number one and there's troy nice. they seem to be very angry yeah. at each other uh, that's the, definitely not a star <laughs> trek thing but yeah <laughs> it was cool it was one of those that was also one of the times I, I don't recall a lot of behind the scenes stuff around then, but that was something they definitely showed. Yeah. Probably well, because of the voice. And, they were, and yeah, because they realized that probably again, like you're saying, with the same demographic was watching Star Trek because it was still in the. Yeah, it's relevant. So it makes sense. You're like, hey, recognize these actors. You love them on Star Trek. They're also the voices on this show, which is a great way to hook people that are like, I don't watch cartoons anymore. I'm watching, you know, live action sci fi. Well, you know, it's the same actors. Well, I got to check that out now. I mean, why not? It's a great, it's a good marketing tool. Yeah, for sure. In those behind the lines too, didn't they have them drawing them out? Like, so you could see them actually animating it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did all the the behind the scenes stuff. I loved when Disney did that, showing the process. And they showed sketches and background plates. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah, they were big on kind of pulling back the curtain and showing you how they went about doing stuff, not just like, here's a product, enjoy it. They're like, but this is how we did it. Yeah, that whole uh, Sunday Disney thing they love doing. Oh, yeah, that was always awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, Gargles is a well-cared-for show when it was being made, definitely. Like, not like a lot, like, I'm not, you know, there are other shows, but that was, I do remember that. Like, I do remember that it had a lot of extra media surrounding it, which was really nice. Yeah, Uh, it it was actually continued in comic book form in the late, 2000s i believe yeah so there yes. are more stories for them mm-hmm. if you are cool. interested as the listener um so let's nice. move on to the next person who should we go to let's go with gus oh so my choice is the mighty hercules <laughs> um, so i'm dating myself a little bit but that's okay. now i didn't catch it in the original run so i'll just put that out there right now um <laughs> So the show came out in 63, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. 63 to 66. Uh, oh. It ran for 128 episodes. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> but they were five-minute episodes. Sure. Um, so what they would do is they'd bundle them in a half-hour show. Um, yeah, yeah. Earliest recollection, honestly, is like, this is probably the first cartoon I've ever watched as a kid. Whenever it comes on, I still stop and watch it. <laughs> um animation wise does it stand up you know it's 
was animated in 1963. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And you know, Looney Tunes animation holds up. True, yeah. but uh, I mean, I you know the fact that every villainous creature sounded the same. You know, the Hydra, yeah. the Hydra. <laughs> You know, I, yeah. everything was that same kind of. <laughs> but they had like, I remember a lot of cartoons from that era had the same stock monster noise. Like you would watch like an episode of Hercules and they would have that same noise. And then you're like, I'm going to watch Spider-Man and like Vulture would make yeah, that noise. Exactly. <laughs> uh, on, this, this doesn't make a lot of sense. But, um, it was kind of neat because like I say, I mean, I never even realized that there were five minute episodes really until yeah. much older because mm-hmm. you just watch them they're back to back and all of a sudden the show's over and it's, you know, whatever the next thing is, whether it's the new, the old Spider-Man cartoon, yeah. or, you know, Rocket Robin Hood or whatever else was on. So, um, you know, it was always fun to kind of be able to watch, you know, I, I mean, I used to have a ring I'd throw on and run around the nice. house. I think I was Hercules. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, I studied classics because of having watched this as a kid yeah. and just being engrossed by the whole story of this guy who was just, you know, had the strength of 10 ordinary men, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's definitely for me was the show growing up. I mean, I could watch it now. I watched, I started to binge it cause I found it online you know, I mean, I still can watch it and not get tired of it. So clearly it's done its job, mm-hmm. right? Um, memorable story arcs or episodes. Not really. I mean, <laughs> for five, five minute episodes uh, together. But the message was, there was always a message at the end of it, right? It was always, mm-hmm. like, you know, always make sure you do the right things. Make sure you're, you know, don't steal from people. Don't, whatever the case is. And I used to remember the Minotaur popping up all the time. Mm-hmm. Daedalus obviously is the main villain or whatever, but with with the great come along Dido. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Like that was only thing I remember from that show was always come along Dido. Yeah, you know, uh, or or uh, Newton. You know, repeat. Yeah, I remember them more. Hey, Herc, come on, Herc, Hercules, Hercules, hey, Herc, it's Daedalus, it's Daedalus. Exactly. Yeah, like just, you know. And then uh, to be like, and then, you know, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. But it's, again, it's, I think it's one of those shows where you could start to see the physicality, like building this superhero model, the, you know, the sort of chiseled look, the, yeah. you know, um, the sidekick being a bit more the comic relief, you know, uh, that kind of thing, which was kind of neat back in, you know, 78 or whatever when i started watching it or whatever right so um but it's definitely like i say to me it still holds up but most people probably watch it and go yeah you you know change that up just a little bit it's campy in a way that is like it's like a warm cup of tea where it's Mm. just comforting because you know you could put any of these on you don't you don't need to pay attention to continuity or storyline you're like i can put this on i know exactly what i'm gonna get yeah it just makes you feel kind of warm and fuzzy inside yeah, yeah. it's the original spider-man series right like it's that yeah. whole like you know you get yeah. cheesy jazz you know music in the background and all these things mm-hmm. and you're just like you know what this is growing up this is what i remember yeah. you know mm-hmm. i remember so. watching this like getting up really early before school and watching this at like 6 30 yeah. in the morning and be yeah. like yeah, yeah. Hercules yeah. is on. Yeah. So when I was in university, hungover and stuff, I would put this on just to be like, uh, no, this would be one of the you, shows. You get this back from the bar and then turn your TV on to watch it because you'd be just yeah. getting back. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, you actually are able to find it. It is streaming right now on a site called watchcartoon.org. 
um, which has a, quite a bit of stuff in it as well. Um, I mean, you can find you know, the droids, the Ewoks, you can find some old Hanna-Barbera stuff that's pretty obscure. Um, so it's definitely a, a worthwhile, you know, site to go visit. Not that I'm endorsing it or anything. I don't know if it, how legit it is, but you know, but it's a great place to go catch those old cartoons. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what happened to these, like to the rights of these old cartoons that aren't with production companies that don't exist anymore. Yeah. Cause that was made by adventure cartoon productions and they yeah. dissolved yeah. in 96. So you wonder I, where I, I feel like they probably entered into public domain at that point. If it's been 96, I mean, you're looking at, unless someone else bought it up, it's probably getting close to public domain at this point. Mm, some yeah. people probably someone probably did buy it up though yeah. i mean even something like yeah. hercules is yeah. oh sorry a few bucks right? 66 sure. it it dissolved in 66 yeah. so, oh <laughs> then 100 it's public domain yeah. at this yeah. point no it's yeah. um yeah like i say i mean it's you know definitely one of those shows i don't know to me yeah. it's just it's that comfort food right it's yeah that. yeah <laughs> My, um i guess this was also a uh, a co-production with canada so that's awesome yes Step, and I think step. some of the voice cast was actually in Spider-Man. Uh, I, I have a whole cast. That, that there was like Hercules, <laughs> Rocket Robin Hood, Spider-Man. Yeah. There was a whole studio that did all these because the animation was almost identical. And like I said, they carried over the same voice sounds. So they probably just had like stock sort of casts and storyline that mm-hmm. just put these, these out. You know, like we're going to record another 50 episodes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Which episode is it? Uh, let's just say it's Hercules. Okay. And then, you know, they'd go from there. I always remember watching this on global. It was part of that. Yeah. I'm part of that lineup of Hercules and Robin, yeah. Robin hood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All before Stock the sun for came Canadian up. <laughs> for Canadian youth in the morning. It was always, I feel like it was also on sometime mid morning. Cause I usually remember that was one of the things when, if I was ever homesick, I would always end up putting these on at some point. Mm-hmm. It was either pre lunch or post lunch. I can't remember which one, but I remember they were always on. I remember raccoons being on a lot. At well, that, that was yes. CBC. Yeah, that was yeah, on yeah, CBC. Raccoons. Yeah, well, that's for Canadian. That that's for Canadian content. Yeah, right. yeah. Raccoons and the Smoggies, because those are the two <laughs> like right. big oh, God, con yeah. shows. When Which I think you can find on that site. <laughs> that surprised me. Just saying. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it oh. is a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, any final thoughts on Herc- the mighty Hercules? Sorry, my bad. For others. Yeah. No. Great I think show. everyone's kind of said it, but yeah, no, that was, it's just sort of a moment in, in our past, but I mean, it, it's yeah. yeah. Little five minute, uh, cartoons that are kind of wholesome and fun and kind of repetitive, but I don't, I, I sort of want to show my kid it. I wonder what she would think of Do it. it. I think she'd find it hilarious. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. She would be like, this is dumb. But, I mean, it is. <laughs> That's, That's why it's awesome. It <laughs> but it's got the cute satyrs though. Right. So it's yeah. like a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'll have to get my kids to watch it at yeah. 13 and ni- 19. I don't know that they're going to necessarily find it. As you're going to sit down just, and you're going to enjoy this. Exactly. <laughs> just, just tell, just tell Seb it's ironic and he'll be like, all right, I'll watch it. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, it explains a lot, dad. I really they'll, they'll, they'll come out of the quarantine <laughs> with a better sense of irony and, and every yeah. adult afterwards, like this is what you grew up with. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I boomer. get it now. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move on to shows. All right. So the uh, the show that I chose was the real Ghostbusters. Um, yeah. What, Love um, the Gorilla? <laughs> <laughs> that was just Ghostbusters. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah. And, and I mean, I was doing some reading up on this because I remember as a kid wondering why, yes. uh, you know, I would be like, I would look in the, t- you know, you get the, the paper TV guide and you'd be like looking up whatever shows are going to be on. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to watch Ghostbusters. And then, and then this gorilla would show up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what is this? I picked I guess the wrong like one. A, there was a rights issue. Right. And then, yeah. and, and so, um, it was, uh, was it Columbia that, that owned the rights to, uh, the, the like the Ghostbusters movie that came out in the eighties and mm-hmm. and so they went and made an animated series based on that movie yeah. and um, there was also I think it was a a nineteen seventies TV, yeah, TV show, show. TV yeah. show that had the the gorilla in it yeah. and and they also wanted to make an animated version of that and there was mm-hmm. there was some back and forth yeah. on that so they yeah, ended up calling was, it the uh, real Ghostbusters yeah there was in um on Netflix, I'm sure it's still on there. The show, the show, uh, movies that made us. The episode about the movie Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. They actually go into that whole story. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm not saying I stole that. the name for this episode from that, but <laughs> yeah. I definitely stole <laughs> the name for that episode. But uh, no, yeah, I remember. Re- I remember watching that. It was very cool. Yeah, because it was what had Hannah. It was I don't know what the studio was that owned it. Uh, Hannah Barbera was it not? It was a Hannah Barbera, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, they didn't want to give up the name, so originally the movie was going to be called Ghost Breakers. Oh, oh! Which, and if you actually go back and watch the movie, um, the big the scene when they're pulling up with the military in front of the hotel or the the apartment complex. Mm-hmm. If you watch the crowd, they're actually saying Ghost Breakers, and they just dubbed over. No, they they, they actually they, they shot both multiple of them. takes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. There's a couple moments where you you can catch people saying Ghost Breakers because they didn't realize what take they were doing. <laughs> kind of cool. If you know it, and it's like hiding in plain sight because you wouldn't, you know, care. But yeah, it was a a big a big to do because they didn't know if they were gonna what what title they were gonna get. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know what I'm watching after we're done recording today. Yeah, no, it's a great <laughs> episode. <laughs> that yeah. sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's very cool to to learn all these little tidbits and tricks. So this was one of those shows that I was sort of addicted to when I was mm. younger, when this came yeah. out. I mean, I had all the toys. I would dress up. Um, I was that kid at recess that was running around with his friends pretending to be a Ghostbuster. Yeah. And, you know, just like chasing ghosts and stuff. And I, you know, that... That I'm sure you know that 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 worked great in terms of the bullying, but you know. <laughs> okay, but, but shows the important question is which one were you? Because this tells a lot about you as uh, your personality, or which one you picked. Oh, I was Egon for sure. Bless <laughs> your heart. I was going to say Egon. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I had a blast with Ghostbusters, and uh, I loved collecting the toys, and I loved you oh. know the science aspect behind it. Oh, you know, you don't have to be scared of ghosts because you can use science to catch them. And, and, and I thought that was really cool. So the cartoon was a, an important thing for me. And, um, you know, doing some research um, on, you know, the, the show um, now, like hearing about some of the, the things that happened with the voice cast, I thought that was pretty interesting. Like mm-hmm. um, one of the interesting things that I read was that, um, so it's none of the original um, actors are, are doing their own voices in this cartoon. Yeah. Um, the only one who actually tried to do it was... Um, uh, the, the the actor that plays uh, uh, Winston yeah went to uh, to to do a um, an audition for it uh, or Ernie Hudson right yeah right and and he went to do an audition for it and he didn't get it actually the role went to Arsenio Hall <laughs> uh, who, yeah. who ended up voicing uh, uh, Winston yeah and um, the actor that that did um, the voice of of, of uh, Vankman. Um, was was sort of trying to do like a Bill Murray. Uh, it was Lorenzo Music, and he was doing a Bill yeah. Murray. And um, he only ended up doing that for two seasons because in season three, Dave Coulier took over that role. Yeah, yeah. And and 
was because Lorenzo Music was actually doing the voice of, of Garfield at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they, they were saying there were a lot of similarities between Vankman and, yeah. and Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, I remember series. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was, I thought that was really interesting just oh, reading yeah. about that. Um, in terms of where you can find this show, it's, it's not streaming anywhere right now. It was on the, uh, the U S Netflix for a while. Um, I don't know if it ever was on the Canadian Netflix, but it was on the U S Netflix for a while and then they took it down. Um, it is on DVD. Um, I've, I've had it in my cart on Amazon many times, but I just never pulled the trigger. (laughs) It's like 50 bucks. And I was like, I don't know if I, I I mean, eventually I'm sure I'll pick it up. Um, But the the entire series is on DVD. Um, I'm just thinking of like episodes that really stuck out for me. There's only one that I like, I mean, I watched this show so long ago. I I haven't watched it recently, so I wouldn't be able to tell you if it holds up right now. Um, But when I watched it, I remember there was this one episode where Winston ended up having like this late night baseball game with with these ghosts. And um, I remember that that, that particular episode stuck with me. And so I was doing a little bit of research trying to, to, to figure out sort of if that, if that episode was, you know, appearing in my memory properly. And, <laughs> and yeah, it's on a lot of this top 10 real <laughs> Ghostbusters list. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it says here, after Winston sees something weird at a baseball game, he investigates and finds that the stadium is an ancient battleground for the forces of good versus evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember this. Um, yeah, I vaguely remember yeah. this now that you yeah. mention it. That's um, that's amazing. It says, just, te- teaming up with the forces of good, Winston convinces the ghost to hold a baseball game instead of fighting. And as the game comes down to the wire with Winston at the bat, the remaining trio are about to capture the ghost pitcher and stop the game, but are stopped by Egon, who realizes that the si- if the side of good loses, if they interfere. Um, it's an episode that showed that the team had used more than their proton packs if they wanted to save the yeah. day. <laughs> nice. Um, to interject, the entire series is available on Amazon Prime. What? Is it? Yeah, I just looked it up. Oh. Okay. Okay, that's well, that's very that's cool. Your week to yeah. kind of take. Uh, <laughs> and, and when, I, when I say all of it, I mean like season one through ten, because there were ten seasons of this. Show. Oh my god! Really, ten seasons? It's it says on 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 here that there were only seven seasons, but ten volumes were put out. Oh, maybe um, they, they released it in ten volumes on DVD. So there was a there was a point in time where I remember it switched over to Slimer in the real Ghostbusters. Mm, sure, which sure. I think they may have just included all of them in maybe there. and and i remember they they tried to do like a show afterwards i think they called it the extreme ghost yeah there was like there was a sort of sequel ish kind of where i, think I, I couldn't get into that it was all new characters it just wasn't interesting for me yeah. neon i remember that it was horrible yeah. yeah yeah when did that one come out though that was much later wasn't it um, late 90s to late 90s yeah oh that's actually pretty close yeah they were trying to keep mm-hmm. them relevant because the show had been off for a little while and it was in syndication like well let's bring it back and yeah. no one cared because none of the kids knew it because they were all sure. up. Sure. Damn kids. What, do you guys remember, was the real Ghostbusters part of like that Saturday morning cartoons kind of thing? 100%. Is it, 100%. Is it a Saturday morning thing? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember getting up in the morning and watching those cartoons and, and I, oh, yeah. that's where I saw it from. Mm-hmm. It, was, yeah, it was the last cartoon on before Saved by the Bell, which was on at 1130. Mm, okay. Because okay. they, they ran them from like seven till noon. I remember mm-hmm. watching like the the adventures of Winnie, Winnie the Pooh, the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, you know, you get little Care Bears in there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, was, that's. Uh, uh, was, I feel like it was it was was it ABC? Yeah, it was ABC. Hmm. Was it yeah. ABC Family Fun Family Fun Time? It was every Saturday morning from seven till noon. Because I remember there was one. Don't even. This is a weird deviation. <laughs> At one point in time, they had a weird like quasi TV movie that came out. 
which is these kids that were stuck in the animation world. And they basically went through the entire Saturday morning lineup of cartoons. So like little mini. That's kind of brilliant, actually. Of everything leading up to. Do you remember uh, what that's by called? The Bell. I don't even remember what it was called. I just I oh. specifically remember it because it was like ping pong through like Captain N and Ghostbusters and yeah. all these other cartoons. Wow. I'm like this. And I was like, I remember as a kid, I'm like, this feels like it's an ad because it was like it made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> sort of um, genius. It was, it was it was absolutely brilliant advertising. But like I was like, this feels a little ham fisted and forced. <laughs> I, feel like there, I remember I feel like there was also a, a, a drugs one that came out too, like a crossover. Oh, obviously. Staying off there the has drugs. to be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like the Ninja shoes. Turtles came out and the Ghostbusters guys came out and tried yeah. to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the G.I. Joe show up. It's like, nope, drugs are bad. Yeah, oh, yeah, Did anybody sure. remember a TV show that had these, all these tie ins to like music videos at the time and that it was always like some sort of adventure and there was uh, oh. there was always some sort of clue within uh, the music lyrics and that. To, that I, these I guys do. To and I can't out. remember what it was called at all. But yeah, as soon as you said that, I'm like, I do remember seeing that. Yeah, there was one. I, the only one I remember was there was an episode about Duran Duran and the. the uh, the reflex <laughs> nice mm. oh, i'm gonna yeah. track this down that sounds amazing yeah you have to if you figure it out let us know because i sort of want to see this yeah. yeah yeah me too yeah yeah no i like that i like the real ghostbusters that was towards i guess again the end of my uh cartoon days uh but i do remember the toys though because uh they like it's funny because a lot of these shows we're talking about you know we're we're connected to toy production and yeah. of ghostbusters because it had the movies as well I think had a had a bigger footprint and um yeah. but they had some really fun yeah. toys though i mean like the you know with the expressions and yeah yeah you like push yeah. the arm down and their faces would turn into yeah screens. yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. i have I, I think i have one of those um so yeah i, I do still remember that and there, go, there goes yeah. eric to get all the toys yeah. that he just yeah, has right next i, I remember i remember having the Egon <laughs> one because his tie used to the, fly up and the, yeah. the, the, the blonde yeah. like pompadour slash mullet that they sported yeah. for that oh, yeah. <laughs> i also have venkman no, back there but i can't reach it that's fine. The, the character design was interesting, right? Because it didn't really resemble the movie versions at all. Like they were like their own like characters, yeah. which I, I I thought they were really good designs. Well, even they're like, they're all wearing different colored jumpsuits as well, too. So you could like, yeah, it was it was very interesting. Yeah, I remember there was an episode where they um, ended up getting different colored jumpsuits because they didn't yeah. want to use the the same colors like the TV show or like the yeah. movies. Yeah. Well, that's I remember. I the only episode that I distinctly remember was I remember <laughs> it was an episode where they had been approached because they people wanted to make a movie about them, so they're like they were so excited for it and they showed up to the studio and they got the script and they're like, Ramus Murray, I haven't even heard of these guys. Like they were making fun <laughs> of the movie. I was like, nice. this nice. is the most weirdly meta moment I've ever seen in a cartoon. Nice. Yeah, yeah. that's the real Ghostbusters. Nice. Yeah, watch it on Amazon. Apparently, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> yeah, um, let's see who are we going to next. Uh, Steve. So, of course, as with most things, I got stressed out doing this because you know cartoons, right? And uh, <laughs> I like I I was going back and forth, and I was like, oh, I really want to be able to like you know really get get in deep and talk about like all the behind the scenes stuff and all the people and history and all this sort of stuff. And I, I just like, I just, I could not settle because I kept thinking of shows that had great theme songs, but then I couldn't remember what actually happened in the shows. And uh, so that was bad. And plus based on what a couple of you guys chose, I kind of want to do something different. But while I was researching a couple of shows, uh, which I won't get into now because maybe we'll talk about them another day. Uh, I came across a, a crossover uh, of either writing or voice acting and uh, and then it all came back to me. And so I've got no notes on this. So this is just me, like, kind of just blabbing. <laughs> just 
probably typical. But the most influential show for me was actually uh, Robotech, which Ooh. probably dates me because it came out in 1985. So this might have been too early for most of you guys. And I will say right away, uh, it doesn't it probably doesn't really hold up. <laughs> But the show was influential um, in that it was one of the first, uh, you know, anime shows that was brought over. Um, There were other ones, of course, but uh, this one was, you know, put into syndication. And um, the story behind the show, I mean, I could go on and on. So I'm going to try to keep it tight. And I'm only going to talk about the first of the three shows because there were actually three cartoons Mm -hmm. that um, the American company got the license to do. Uh, to bring over because they wanted to do, uh, you know, like a weekly thing and you needed uh, 13 weeks of five episodes, 65 episodes in order to go into syndication. And none of the animation uh, runs had enough episodes. They had to buy three shows and then kind of like loosely tied them together to create a single block. Right. <laughs> so that's the reason why there's actually multiple like Robotech uh, mm-hmm. generations um and the three shows were um let me just uh, find them no i was just gonna say i did love robotech um so yeah it, it was my so sort I'm of you actually caught it because yeah. i wasn't really sure like i i watched it like this was like an after school thing for me mm-hmm. uh in grade school so i don't know like i mean when we look back a lot of these shows we feel like they were on forever i mean other than hercules which has been actually on forever <laughs> like, most of these shows were actually only on for like two or three years right but it yeah. feels like they were on for like 10 years wasn't right? this one of the ytv animes that they had I'm pretty sure this was on YTV. Not, not well, the thing is, because it was from 85, I mean, all the years later, I don't really know exactly. Like, the the history of the show gets very complicated because there's a lot of licensing issues and copyright issues later on. But but the three original anime shows that they took was uh, the Super Dimension Fortress Macross, mm-hmm. uh, Super Dimension oh. Cavalry Southern Cross, and Genesis Climber Mospedia. Um, and they were all renamed um, and eventually just rebranded as Robotech. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, I guess for me personally, the reason why the show had such a big impact was, um, I guess, sort of like to what Eric was saying about Gargoyles much later, um, this show actually had like overarching storylines because I guess maybe the Japanese shows by design like weren't like North American shows. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Carl Maycheck, uh he wrote a storyline that connected these three totally unrelated cartoons <laughs> and and created this sort of like template around which all the cartoons sort of sat. And that's the reason why I don't think the show really holds up because when you're watching it, you're just kind of like, they're talking and they're saying a lot of things, but it's not really supported by actually what's happening on the screen. You know? <laughs> I mean, unless you read the comic book or the read the novels, like it was kind of hard to follow, to be perfectly honest, right? But I mean, for me as a kid, I mean, it had transforming robots, right? And then of course later Transformers came out and gave it, you know, a run for its money. Yeah. Um, but it had a lot of like serious plot lines and it was sort of my first introduction to uh, space opera. Um, which is to say there were like a lot of uh, grand themes going on. Um, in case you don't know what the overall plot of, of the Macross saga was, which is the only one I want to talk about. Um, basically, uh, a, and this is the American version, an alien ship crashes on Earth and it's like this miraculous, like gigantic, like space fortress. And uh, anyway, humans sort of repurpose it. Like they they get, they go inside and they discover all this technology and they basically... Um, fix it up and then decide to start using it. And then like a generation later, aliens show up and for some reason they want that ship. And so 
Earth is sort of plunged into this war with these aliens that they don't understand why they're here. And uh, the aliens are like these giants uh, called the Zentradi. And meanwhile, um, against this backdrop, uh, there's like sort of like this teenage lead character. He's like this irresponsible sort of punk. And, um, you know, a bunch of like sort of young civilian characters along with a lot of military characters. And um, anyway, I'll, I'll shut up now. But basically the keep going. overarching thing that really stood out for me was you have like these stereotypical characters, uh, you know, like the young hotshot and then his older brother and the, so on and so forth. But the, the story arcs went in such a way that they didn't end the way that normal stories. Well, I say normal in quotations, but your typical cartoon stories would go like. I mean, sort of minor spoilers, except that it's a very long saga. <laughs> the young kid and his girlfriend, who, you know, is like a young singer, you know, and they all go through all these different um, experiences that change them. They're actually not together by the end. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll point to my, one of my favorite stories, which I didn't like at the time, but in hindsight, it left an impact. There's a story where... Um, Rick Hunter, who's the main sort of hotshot teenage pilot who doesn't like authority and, you know, is just all about himself. Um, he gets stranded on a Mars with one of his commanding officers, who is an older woman called uh, Lisa Hayes, who for the whole series is quite cold to, uh, quite cold to him and is, uh, is very, like, you know, critical of him. And this was sort of how it started, and you just de- didn't really think anything would come of it. But when the two of them are, are stranded on Mars, you find out that she actually had a fiance who was on that planet and they don't know what happened to him. And anyway, the, the whole experience ends up bringing the two characters closer together. And they carried that relationship further because up until that point, like she was just like, you know, the CEO, you know, who's just like, you know, just being an ass all the time. Right. And the kid was like, ah, you know, I hate this woman. Right. And um and yeah, like that, that was really interesting to me that that moment ended up actually having an impact on the later uh, series. Anyway, uh, I'm not really sure what else to say. I mean, like the even the aliens ended up having a lot of drama because they'd not encountered uh, music or humans before. And they started to spy on them and it started to kind of separate them into factions as well because they started to become interested in something about human culture and emotions and hmm. and then yeah and of course the best part of it for me uh, back then was like the transforming robots with like missile barrages and crazy anime battles yeah. and um yeah yeah so anyway i, I don't know I, i've been talking yeah. a lot so yeah this is the this yeah. is the show that i remember seeing those like that those sprays of yeah. mi- missiles and bullets i have never seen in any cartoon oh, yeah. before yeah, yeah. and this sort of came around uh at least for me Around the time I discovered Dragon Ball and I discovered Sailor Moon, sure. it all sort of happened all at the same time. And then at later, like maybe a year later, I discovered um, Akira, which you know <laughs> became yeah. a whole different thing. Um, the fun thing yeah. I, I really enjoyed about this show is when I started watching it, I remember thinking, "Hey, that ship looks really familiar." Yeah, and it was mm. because Transformers had bought the design for the Valkyrie and yep. created their own Transformer, which was Jetfire, which is yeah. this Transformer. Yes. So yeah. it's the exact same yeah. model, but with an Autobot um, logo on it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. It was incredible. Like, 
Yeah, that's why I didn't really want to get into it because of just the weird sloppy way that a lot of these shows and their rights was traded back in the day. Like, I mean, Battletech, you know, which was like a miniatures war game, mm-hmm. had like gotten rights to some designs that were technically under Robotech. And then there was the Transformers debacle. So there were like three <laughs> different yeah. things fighting over these like cool robot designs from Japan. And it just ended up ruining a lot of a lot of stuff for a lot of people. <laughs> I so, told. Yeah, but basically Robotech just, it was my life for like a solid, like huge part of my, because I, I had the art books and the role-playing games and, right. you know, I, I was into all of it, you know. And and yeah, in hindsight, the whole like the long game, the whole longer arc of the story definitely left an impact on on me in terms of like what I like in, in uh, storytelling now. So yeah. Yeah, so anyway, it's actually playing on uh, Roku and uh, Amazon and um, uh, I can't remember what else. Um, Netflix apparently supposedly might have it. I don't know if it's a Netflix I, Canada. I assume that'd be a U.S. thing. That yeah, that like, seems like. I think Amazon like something Prime, though, I think still has it. Probably. But, yeah, yeah I, I do hesitate to, to recommend it, though, because I think other than nostalgia value, um, there's been so many reiterations of the Macross uh portion of the show that have been done probably better visually although Mm. story-wise i can't speak to that because they just kind of repeat the same story over and over again um but anyway that 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 was definitely the show i think that had the biggest impact overall for me yeah i remember robotech was probably i can identify that definitely as my first introduction to anime uh but i wasn't a collector or anything on that my brother used to collect a lot of stuff like that uh and i remember the it wasn't a novelization or anything on that but it was one of the hardcover uh robotech uh behind the scenes designs sure uh book of it and that uh, i believe covering like the macross saga and that. and i always summed through that you know it was you know because it was fascinating and that to see you know that a show put that much effort into releasing this book that was basically just like a tech manual yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 it looks like yeah. the Robotech original broadcast version is on Amazon Prime. Okay. Nice. All right, good Ooh, to nice. Know. For Canada, for yes. all our U.S. Yeah. listeners, this is Canada. Um, I remember this 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 show has had such a crazy following. I remember seeing it. I know one of my good friends, Craig, loves this show. Mm. And um, there's, a, there's a bunch of... They've been trying to make a movie yeah. out of this for oh, years. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... The last time we heard anything, uh, the its director, Andy Machete, is actually developing this film. Yeah. Hopefully, a, we'll direct it as well. I'll, I'll add a little point on this. Um, I was lucky enough to get to Comic-Con a few times a few years back, and um, I would sheepishly like sneak in on the Robotech room, and it really depressed me, honestly, oh. because I'd go in there. And it was like the same. I went a. I think I went three times to see this. Okay, and each time it was like fifteen people were there, and it was the same guys on stage. And like Carl Maycheck died a long time ago. Okay, so he was really the heart of like this story. This this yeah. sort of weird like thing that he dropped on top of anime to to yeah. create one arc, right? Yeah. But like these guys were still working for the same company decades afterwards, still trying to like milk something out of this thing, you know, yeah. and still talking about, oh, the movie's coming, guys. It's still coming, you know. But what you just said, Eric, is true. The last time I went, I did hear that there was actually some movement on it, but mm-hmm. they've been trying to make like new Robotech stuff for like 30 years. And sure. it's, it's just such a, such a weird like a mix of copyright and yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, it was, it was actually kind of sad, you know, just yeah. sort of see that, but we'll see. 
Yeah, I remember when there were rumors that Leo DiCaprio was supposed to be the lead sure. in the movie um, because sure. he turned down uh, a, a role in Star Wars uh, Episode <sighs> Seven, and then yeah. the Sony got the rights for it, and yep. then it was supposed to be directed by James Wan, and then yep. James Wan had to drop up because of Aquaman, yep. right. and then it just kept on moving over to yeah hundreds yeah. of different people. Just keeps happening. Just keeps yeah. happening. I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, it's, it's like I mean, it's like it's, the live action Akira, right? Yeah, it'll happen one day. Maybe. I mean, it's 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 tricky because, like you said, for the same reason, like it's a property that it doesn't have a widespread fan base. Yeah, but the fan base that it has is so. And I don't like using the word rabid, but they're so they know it. If you know Robotech, you know it. If you know the Macross series, you know it. Yeah, that it's a property that there's no wiggle room like it, I, they don't knock it out of the park with that and not only appease the fans that love it but then bring in a whole bunch of new fans you can't you can't skimp on that movie like you have to spend the money on it because they're giant transforming mechs if you screw that up you're going to just kill it yeah so it's such a dodgy property that they have to i think that's why it's been in development for so hmm. long is because if they aren't sure that they're going to get a hit it's not smart to try to put something out just for the sake of putting it out yeah. I would think that budget-wise, it'd have to be pretty high up there too, right? Oh, and for sure. to give it that sort of yeah. feel. And I mean, right? the last the last time that any big studio tried to take uh, an existing anime property and turn it into a marketable film was the last Airbender, and we all saw how well that hap that worked. So that was, so, sure, that, that's not an anime technically. That's an American show. Yeah, well, yeah. Sure. But, no, okay, yeah. but then okay, but then Ghost in the Shell. Sure. That's, yeah. that's, that's more, more, more <laughs> yeah. recent yeah. than that was Ghost in the Shell, where they again, sure, still, and that was like a given that oh, this will be okay, and they still managed. Yeah, to good, good example. Up okay, off a lot of people. So, but yeah. then the Battle Angel Alita. I was just going to say that. <laughs> so true. That is. I, true. I do think Robotech though is more in the Ghost in the Shell situation. Just you know, as I'm saying, like because the rights are so muddy, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know what designs because everyone loves the the, the visuals of it, but. Yeah. I don't think they really realize, like, I'm willing to admit that the show doesn't really hold up, you know, and that's sort of the biggest problem is, yeah, we have rabid fans because it was the first anime experience for a a sliver of people, you know, because like, you know, Eric, you're talking about all these other shows that you watch sort of at the same time. Those shows were far more developed and ready to go, you know, like Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball. Like these, those are packages that will live on for decades, right? Robotech, I just, yeah, it's a little messy. You know, and I, I, they'd pretty much have to like totally redo the show to yeah. make it work, and I don't think yeah. it's going to happen. Well, and then you get into the Robotech versus Macross argument that I've yeah. I've heard before, where it's like <laughs> you have like subsects of like Robotech's best yeah. one. No, you have to watch Macross. Robotech's garbage. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, Lord, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate what Carl Maycheck was able to do in terms of like creating like this overarching plot. Uh, and I really like his plot actually better than the original Macross one. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I yeah, I totally it's just it's such a mess, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I will give Alita Battle Angel one thing. Um, it was spearheaded by James Cameron since the 90s when they he first bought the rights. So it's always stuck with him. Um, even cool. even when it went to Robert Rodriguez, but the only reason that oh, happened is because yeah. Cameron was busy directing what Avatar forty seven. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dark Fate wasn't it? No, he didn't direct that. No, he didn't direct no, that. No, he, he produced no. both of them because he's busy directing four hundred Avatar sequels. Well, he's you know the mouse is giving him money now, so why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, any final thoughts on this show? 
I, yeah. I remember watching it. I, uh, Mr. Spears, you know, good, good, good friend of the show. What this was, that show was his jam all oh, through high school. He loved that show. Um, to the point where like he tried to convince me to watch it. And this was after he had introduced me to my first anime, which was Evangelion. And I'm like, no, I'm not trusting you with anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just as well as you didn't. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 it's really good. I'm like, okay. But then he, then he went off on the whole Macross versus oh, Robotech. I'm goodness. like, I'm like, you've lost me again. Like, no, no. This that, already that sounds, sounds too confusing yeah. and my oh. brain's already squishy. So no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to Hawk. Let's go with another anime-ish cartoon. Yeah, I debate that, uh, but uh, <laughs> for my anime-ish. Show, it's anime-ish and that, but it's definitely it was definitely an American product and that. But uh, for my pick uh, for a, a influential cartoon from my childhood and that, I will go with uh, Thundercats. Thundercats. It's under Probably, arguably the best theme song of, of that generation. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the most it, memorable for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, especially the intro. Um, so that show ran from 85 to 89 at the total of 130 episodes. Uh, I mostly uh, uh, wow. uh, caught it on the fr- on on the first season and that uh, yeah. it would always air on Buffalo 29. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was that was the American station that broadcast Fox uh, for what? Uh, yeah, for where we were. I remember their uh, logo, man. I remember that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, so a uh, little background on it. I'm just reading from Wiki here. So uh, it was uh, the characters were created by Ted uh, Tobin Wolf. Uh, it was produced by the Rankin Bass Animated Entertainment and mm-hmm. Leisure Concepts. Uh, the series head writer was Leonard Starr, uh, and it basically followed the uh, the plight of the Thundercats. Uh, they were nobles of the planet Thundera, and that who left their dying world to find a new planet uh, with uh, the boy king, uh, future leader of the li- of the Thundercats, Lionel, uh, and his companions Panthera, Tigra, Chitara, uh, Wily Cat, Wily Kit, and Wily Cat, and uh, their uh, their dying leader Jaga. Now uh, they wind up on a planet uh, known as Third Earth, uh, and quickly uh, uh, they had to travel there in suspended animation. Uh, Jaga was the one who had to control the ship, and that after an attack from mutants left the you know guidance system inoperable. Uh, Lionel, who was a boy on his journey, and that was now a man grown. Uh, for some reason or other, they didn't really explain yeah. too well. <laughs> That, yeah, that uh, part of the that part of the plot always kind of made me scratch um, my head. <laughs> I, I, always, I always remember them. I think I I remember that first episode. It was, it was they they accelerated his aging because they knew they were going to a harsh planet that he couldn't be the leader if he was a child. So they had to I, age him. Really? Like they I had don't to let that had, plot point. They had I re- to, it was a I re- pension. Um, I rewatched up Exodus, uh, and they said the only clue that they gave was that the cryopods may cause some aging. Right. Uh, during yeah. the journey in that. But for some reason, Lionel came out a full-grown man. Wily Kit and Wily Cat were still children. I don't yeah. know. And annoying as crap. 
Well, well yeah, all three of them, really. <laughs> As all children are want to be, right? <laughs> snarf, snarf, snarf. Yeah, you left out the most important character of the whole series, Hawk. You left out Snarf. I left out Snarf. <laughs> I know, but probably snarf, with, snarf. with great intention. And in that Snarf was annoying. In that, it was kind of a, it was kind of a, he was a visually cool, interesting looking character at the time. But like the oh god, he had the worst anime. He had the worst voice acting. Uh, <laughs> He just wanted him well, to go away. Most he of was time. Lionel's nursemaid. Like, come on, snarf, snarf. <laughs> yeah, he was brutal. Oh, this is gonna be horrible, snarf, snarf. A boy needs his rest, snarf. <laughs> yeah. God, we can hate it, but we're all we all remember it, and we can quote it. So mm-hmm. that's fair. Uh, so over, let's see. So overarching, uh, interesting story arcs and that, uh, the one that stuck out in my mind the most was, um, the, uh, it was the, the anointment ceremony for Lionel and that when he had to, he, uh, it was the trials he had to complete to become yeah. the leader of the Thundercats. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And they all involved him out in the, you know, the wilderness, desert, whatever. And that, uh, he could not use the famed th- sort of omens or the eye right. of Thundera. Uh, and he had to defeat each of the other Thundercats in uh, combats of strength mm. against yeah. uh, Pantharo, uh, a combat yeah. of speed with Chitara, a uh, combat of cunning with Wily Kit, Wily Cat, a uh, combat of, of mind power with Tigra for some reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the final trial with, was uh, the trial of evil where he had to defeat his most, his most fearsome enemy, which was Mumra. Yeah, I was going to say demon, himself, a demon, a demon priest uh, who, uh, from a, a long dead civilization on third earth uh, who, uh, yeah, he created a lot of problems for them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I rewatched a few of the episodes of Anointment and that, and I think what sticks out for me in that, uh, which I didn't learn until later on when I actually studied classics and that was uh, it, 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 Lionel's journey is very home, it, uh, to become the leader of the Thundercats was based a lot on Homer uh, and yeah, the Odyssey. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, he basically had to fight a river monster. Uh, he had to travel down uh, the river of doom, which was basically the river sticks, uh, mm, in yeah. order to reach the black pyramid. Uh, so, uh, it, it, you know, it's interesting how that kind of stuff pops up like in adulthood and that you don't realize yeah. it when you're watching it as a kid. Uh, oh, yeah. but it was, it was, it's worth noting, uh, oh, yeah. you know, especially with Eric going into a, yeah. a full, Thing about uh-huh. the Shakespearean influence of gargoyle. <laughs> Shakespeare um, characters showed up on the show. I know. <laughs> showed yeah, up. Literally. <laughs> I remember it wasn't the second, it was the, maybe the second or third season of Thundercats. They they found more nobles that were on the other side of the planet. So I remember they introduced like three more yeah, Thundercats. Actually, yes, that's true. They had more characters. Because there was uh, Jaga was the blind one that, you know, could see with his mind, but he could, didn't have sight. That's the only one I remember. Not Jaga. Um, Linkso. It was the Lynx. That was the blind Lynx that could. No, I, yeah. I don't remember the later seasons all that well. Definitely. It was just, it was, I just remember because it was, that was one of those where I'm like, oh, they're just doing this to sell toys. But it was still awesome because they still found a way to like incorporate other characters in all of a sudden. Speaking of the toys, this is why this cartoon was so significant to me in that uh, because it was the year I found out there was no Santa Claus. Oh, no. Oh, reason. <laughs> what? Yeah, For any the children reason, wait, listening. Wait, sorry, hold on. There's no Santa Claus? 
They're apparently not. Did you know it was your parents the whole time? Who was that fat guy with the beard in my house all those days? (laughs) Sorry. I hope there are no children listening to the show. (laughs) Or no parents listening to (laughs) Put a spoiler cap uh, before the episode. Right out. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, the reason I found out this was because I was I was going through uh, some sort of linen closet looking for something and that and happened upon a, a huge gray Toys R Us bag uh, stuffed uh, that was just lazily covered over with towels and that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's always the way when when you find out, though, it's not it's never like a big reveal. It's always like, oh, your parents are like, I'll throw a towel over it. It'll be fine. They won't figure it out. Exactly. Kids don't snoop. Right. I think at that point they had just, you know, you know, they had done so many years of mystery in that involved with Christmas and that, that they just kind of said, yeah, they just said, screw it. It was a, it was a a busy year. We don't have time for this nonsense anymore. How old were you? Sorry. What was the Thundercats toy though? I need to know. Oh my, well, it was like pretty much almost all the original lineup of Thundercats. The top and that, and there was Panther and there were then packages. And it was like, oh my God, what is this? Santa Claus then your parents are awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Seriously. Oh, they even tried. It's like, oh, they uh, they went with the excuses. That, oh, we're sending those over to Ireland for your cousins. So. <laughs> but then yes. I, I, think, I think my dad intervened and said, just tell him. <laughs> wait, wait, how old were you again? Uh, I was either nine or uh, probably in, I might have even been 10 at the time of that. Um, See, you know, my really parents excited. had a great explanation for that when, when my sister CSI did out. Um, it was the, it, it wasn't that there was no Santa. It's that Santa is being so busy is that we send the list to him and then he mails it back to the parents with a check so that they can go get it because then right. they'll be able to know. That's good. And That's I was like, and I sit there, I'm like, I was like, y'all whip my ass for lying all the time. And that is just brilliant. <laughs> that's just, that's See, a, a white good, lie. A good, it's a white a good lie. Parenting tip. If that ever occurs is that if your kids are starting to ask questions, it's that parents are also Santa's helpers and they're the ones that can go out and sometimes find things that Santa can't make in the workshop. That's a good idea. Because it's uh, too difficult. Like Santa's not going to, doesn't have a team of elves making PS fours for God's sakes. No, he's just, so yeah, it's, parents, there's your parenting tip for the, for the day. Use that. <laughs> just tweak the truth don't 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 break the mystery because the mystery is what makes it great even though this isn't christmas but you know elves do not know micro micro right they don't have soldering guns in the north pole they can't put this crap it's too cold up there yeah exactly (laughs) their fingers freeze and the thundercats toys were dope because they had the light up eyes yes did they i don't remember yeah they had the light up eyes yeah they had this little uh you had this little like gun i don't know what it is it was like a little cylinder about this long that had the thundercats logo put it on in the back oh yes and the eyes yeah, would yeah, light yeah, up yeah, yeah. put a thing in the like back in... and their eyes would light up yellow it looked so cool oh yeah that was from the that. series and that every time yeah. uh, lion cast right. the, uh, the, yeah, the it was all the thundercats did that and then uh mumras would glow red yeah that was the only like just i remember that because i was they were these massive like 10 inch figures that weighed like a ton because they were just solid plastic with these lights, these little LED lights, not even LEDs. They're just like janky bulbs in the back. Yeah. I can't find Eric, my no Thundercats? No, I have a Lionel somewhere. I just don't know where he yeah. is. Okay. <laughs> uh, you'll find buried under your other toy lines, yeah. 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 The, Sorry, guys. I'll, he's next later, to Captain later. Power. Just yeah. Wait. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on he's that. He's not next to Captain Power. That's my start. <laughs> I was just <laughs> kidding. Awesome Sorry. toys and marketing. Come on now. 
<laughs> um, oh yeah, that, that I love the show. That was when they were they were deep into oh my it. God. And that, you know, Transformers, GI Joe, and that every yeah. you know significant. Yeah, so, but Captain Power was shameless. It was a video game with a, with a questionable storyline. Right. Yep. Uh, I had, okay. I, I don't want to get into a Captain Power thing because that was one of my choices. I will I, debate you on that. And I, yeah, I really I'm like their storyline. Right I'm debating you on that. That is that is not true. Captain not Power true. episode coming soon. Um, yeah. I yeah. did not realize Absolutely. that Rankin Bass did any cartoons at all. Oh yeah. That, yeah. That, that blows my mind. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I think and I love this show. I think the property is has fallen under Disney in that right now and that because I know they they bought the because it was ja- a Japanese studio that actually did the animation for them, uh-huh. um, uh, you know, uh, yeah. and d- I think that was Disney's uh, first acquisition of the series, and that was like Warner Brothers owns uh, Thundercats now. Is it Warner I mean, Brothers now? Yeah, Warner Brothers, or else we'd see Thundercats Disney on Disney Plus. Yeah, not yet. Not until they, they soon, soon, <laughs> soon. <laughs> Warner Brothers. Um, I think the great thing about this show is that the love of it has pushed this series to get rebooted a couple times. And yeah, mm. the the first reboot that they did was actually really good from 2011. And then yeah. they have the most recent one, Thundercats Roar, is garbage, like hot. Garbage. I didn't even know they rebooted it a second. Yeah, time. I heard. I heard the the new one wasn't good. But was what was bad about it? Um, so they sort of did the. So Teen Titans Go was a great idea for Teen Titans oh, because they're no. goofy and stuff. Mm, yeah, they but, made, yeah, they made it all. But no. they made Thundercats these short little quippy things and Lionel was sort of a dumbass the whole well, way through. <laughs> I, I mean, he was in the original too, but they yeah. didn't because he but was not a child. Goofy, dumb. He was dumb. <sighs> yeah. He was naive in this in the original series and that. He was a little dumb in that, but it, you know, he was always kind of centered around him having still well, having you, a, ch- you, you a child's a, mind like a in an adult's yeah. body. Right? Yeah, you have a 10-year-old brain in the body of a full-grown lion man. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like they tried to make him more like I love Steven Universe and Steven is like a goofy little kid. Yeah. But Lionel being that like but like a stupider version <laughs> of Steven Universe work. makes me Ugh. really angry. <laughs> I gotta have to check this out. Oh my now. god. It's such a I don't I don't think it got renewed. It, oh, it, it aired no, last no. year. Is it no, did it get done. canceled? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring back the two thousand eleven one. That one was so good. It had like that was a good reboot. Yeah, I agree. And Bring back the OG one. It still stands up. You would like the 2011 one. They took the OG one and just matured mm-hmm. it a bit. Sure. Uh, Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat weren't annoying, and neither was Snarf. Snarf didn't mm-hmm. talk. He was a pet. Nice. So, you know. Yeah. Cool. Also, also the story arcs were a little like more planned out. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't as episodic, so yeah. that was a nice thing too. And Lionel was a um, he was a teenager, so they yeah. didn't age him up. They just made. Oh, so he was just a teen. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and he was Perfect. trying to find his footing as a king. Obviously, which is cool. Yeah, what it Why was not? then. It works. Um, yeah, so that's my 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 thing on cool. this. Yeah, yay Thundercats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thundercats. No, it's such a significant show. That also was kind of at the end of my cartoon days, uh, but yes. I do remember that one very much because yeah, that that intro man just got your heart racing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. So and good. Even today, like the animation on on the just on yep. intro alone fantastic yeah, i would yeah. love to see if it was rebooted like in, it with you know any sort of money behind it and that i'd love to see like you know oh, yeah. just do that kind of level of detail well and that's like it's funny you mentioned that it was a japanese studio that did the animation because as soon as you said that i'm like yeah that tracks because the animation on that show was so clean yep. for when it came out like you, yeah. there was nothing else like that it was like transformers mm-hmm. yeah they yeah they it really just looked so good yeah yeah i just sent you guys all the thundercats intros 
from 1985 <laughs> to 2019. Um, All right, we'll so, check those later. Later, yeah. Anyways, so that's no. my bittersweet moment of uh, cartoon history. <laughs> <and> that. <laughs> Great but, story to add with, but, but sad. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I, I also think I got the Thunder Tank too with uh, with nice. Oh, Christmas. Wow, nice. Your parents are awesome. Yeah, worst nice. best Christmas ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> on the one hand, your childhood is just yeah. destroyed. On the other hand, your parents are amazing. So that's like, right. Did it we detach? It like, somehow. could you put them in and like detach them like you could? In yeah. The, oh yeah. Oh man, I never got to see it in real life, man. Oh yeah, those yeah. The, the toys from that era, especially like Thundercats, they yeah. were nuts. How good mm-hmm. they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. Um. Anyway, to our next toy commercial, Matt Moore. <laughs> Speaking of this, yeah, and this one is directly so. So I did, yep. and this one, I mean, again, this one wasn't probably like the one that was the most significant, but I think it's it's wasn't the most significant to me, but it was definitely one of the most significant cartoons to kind of come out of that era, and that's the uh, the show Brave Star. Um, <laughs> Ding. <laughs> uh, aired in 1987 to 1988. There were 65 episodes made. Uh, it was the it has the dubious honor of being the last uh, animated series produced by uh, Filmation. It was actually a co-pro of Filmation and Group W Productions. Um, it was, like I said, it was the last thing they produced before they closed shop in 1989. Um, dang, this series was kind of. It was, it's weird because it's not a show that people talk about a lot, but it's one that always really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me too. Basic setting. It, it takes place in the 23rd century on the planet of New Texas, which is 600 parsecs. That's 1,957 light years uh, away from Earth <laughs> for those that you know care about math or anything like that. Um, it's basically, it's a space Western. Uh, and literally, a, it is a Western in space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, main character it follows the adventures of Marshall Bravestar, who was at I I don't even want to say the, the only in I can think of uh Native American protagonist mm-hmm. in a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't, Unless that you wasn't count that like guy like from a, Super Friends. Well, I was gonna yeah, say exactly. that, that was that it wasn't like a, a stereotype kind of buried in the background as a sidekick. Yes. Yeah. Like, that. like it was like very predominantly sort of steeped in native american culture he was basically uh, he was the marshal of um uh, of fort carrium which was the the main trading hub of this planet who's joined by his deputy and sidekick 3030 who is a bipedal cyborg horse um, such a cool idea one, yeah the last of the equestroids right yes, that what you one of the yeah. equestroids um <laughs> who who would basically was both was both his mount and his sidekick because you know he would Braystar would whistle and he would basically go from being a quadruped to a biped with his giant shotgun Sarah Jane and I totally did not get that joke until I got older Mm -hmm. the shotgun was called Sarah Jane it was Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Named yeah, oh, that's right. His name was 3030, but yeah. sh- okay, that just <laughs> okay, that confused me. <laughs> okay, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Uh, t- yeah, Sarah Jane. Um, it, it was a, the joke on Sarah Jane Moore who tried to assassinate uh, Gerald Ford mm-hmm. um, badly because she and the whole, the whole joke behind it was that whenever he fired Sarah Jane, she never hit anything. And Sarah Jane Moore <laughs> kept God. missing. Tried to shoot Ford four times and missed every single that, time. That's a deep cut kind of joke. It, was like a, <laughs> it really is. Like for eighty-seven, dark. I'm like, I never didn't even occur to me. My parents thought it was hilarious, and I never understood why. And then I got older, and I was like, Oh man, 
that's not even subtle. Okay, cool. No. That's why as an adult, you can go back and watch these shows and see things that you did not get when you were a kid. Especially from the 80s. There were so (laughs) many deep cuts that were like, not even like hidden. They were like staring at you in the face that kids would not get at all. No, it's like calling a character John Hankley or something. (laughs) Right? Um, but yeah, no, like I said, it was basically the, the show was very, very Western themed. There's always, you know, you know, Marshall Braves are having to go help out prospectors from the, all the, the bandits that had inhabited the planet because it was very rich in this mineral called carrium, which was a, these are the sole power source in the universe. And this planet was basically built around it. So it was a very vital planet. Yeah. The carrium um, rush. Yeah. The carrium rush brought a whole bunch of bandits led by, uh, Led by Stampede, who was a, a sort of skeletal, uh, the last of the bronchosaurs, which is basically like a space dinosaur. So I always, <laughs> almost felt he was almost like a demon, though, right? Like, I mean, they were always kind of like skirting yeah. the edge of what, what, that, what he was. Exactly. There, was, there was an episode where he actually explained what he was. Oh, okay. Um, and, and, of course, Stampede's uh, number one guy, Tex Hex, who was sort of the more known villain from that show. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who was basically this like purple skinned skeleton looking bandit with a giant handlebar mustache. I mean, yeah, purple Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah, basically like, yeah. this, like space, space bandit Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little less impressive in terms of physique, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> basically the same. But he had a hat, which made him. He had a hat. He had yeah. a hat and a green and a green shirt. Yeah. So he, he, he had a shirt. So that, that is a, a one shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And this this show is was again it was at the the end of the eighties which was in the middle of the the toy boom of cartoons and this was again a show that was developed based around a toy line uh, an awesome toy line I might add mm-hmm. but still based sort of around a toy line that came out simultaneously with the uh, the program uh, but because of that every episode sort of had a, a moral that it was based around like you know they would start off and someone would there would be sort of like a quick moral at the beginning. And then the entire episode would be based around whatever that message was. And that message was by this new model we just showed you in this episode. No, 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 no. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, I know. They were basically half hour PSAs. Yeah. Um, you know, about like inclusion and tolerance. And, you know, like there's one episode, um, the, one of the ones I watched, I was just reviewing this because I needed to kind of remind myself of the show um where the whole thing was it starts off with uh, brave star and shaman who is his mentor who gave, who taught him all i should say this before i go too far the thing about marshall brave star is marshall brave star had a set of a series of powers that he eyes of the hawk eyes of the hawk ears of the wolf strength of the bear and speed of the puma uh, <laughs> shaman was the the native american mystic that had taught him these powers uh, so he's having a discussion with Shaman about uh, about a, an old pair of moccasins he has. And Shaman's like, well, no, I can't get rid of those because I remember when you were young, I always told you that you'll never really know a man unless you walk a mile in his moccasins. And then the episode became a whole like, you know, mm-hmm. you need to learn something. You never know someone until you walk a mile in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of the overarching message of the episode. And it comes back to it. It comes full circle at the end of it. And they kind of have a, a laugh about it. Well, there's not a laugh, but it's like a, it brings the whole thing home. Mm. They were very kind of wholesome episodes. There was, you know, as much as there was violence, it was cartoony space violence. So it wasn't really violent violence. Yeah. I, the one that stuck out for me was, <laughs> I know we've discussed it before on the episode. So many the, times. The, the, the drugs episode. I was going to uh, say it was the price was the yeah, episode I was going to mention. The, the one that stands out where there's a, a drug called spin that this, this teen that lives in the fort gets addicted to. And he ends up, 
he's he sort of takes it and gets addicted to it and he ends up overdosing and dying from it. Yes. Which is again the thing like, you know, there's no like, I'm never gonna do it again. Like the kid dies. As a result of an wow. overdose of this hallucinogenic drug that he took. Which was not a thing that was done in cartoons at that time. No. Right, right. There was always like the happy ending. This one did not have a happy ending. There's there's one episode that me and Steve actually talk about a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's Eye of the Beholder. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I, <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, actually, uh, I was going to do Brave Star as my choice, and then Matt called it. I'm like, sorry. Okay, I'll do something else. <laughs> but I've talked about this one a few times, too. And yeah, I mean, I, I had a soft spot for any story, like, in 80s cartoons. So, like, every show I can think of at least one story where they took a villain and they made them sort of sympathetic and made them mm. a more a little more than two-dimensional, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, basically the plot is, like, uh, some uh, woman um, who is invested in the... Uh, the healing properties of the carrium yeah. um, comes to the planet, you know, in, in hopes of finding, you know, some, uh, I guess, more a cure for her blindness and uh or she's she's part of an organization that's that's invested in that research and anyway uh tex hex as you know as he's want to do uh raids like uh, a shipment that uh she's uh, i guess trying to receive anyway in the course of the episode he actually gets injured and um she uh comes across him but because she's blind she doesn't know that he's actually the bandit responsible for all the mm. the trouble that they're having and anyway the overall like message of the story is by the end of it after you know he actually saves her because he's surprised at someone who's not terrified of him mm. um yeah she just basically says you know you can be whoever you want to be you know you don't have to be this person right and it was just like a really touching episode because it yeah. showed like uh, a quality of him before he sort of became bad and and yeah. it was a good message too so oh, yeah 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 there are a lot of good messages on the show this was actually cool. one of the ones i had um put on my list but i knew yeah, you as well yeah <laughs> yeah we had talked <laughs> about the show it was, a while. it was a show that, again like, they all had moralistic messages but they didn't like, they were less ham-fisted with them than a lot of other shows were at yeah. the time yeah i feel like yeah, gi joe and shows like that they had the psa at the end so they could add the yeah. message but yeah. Yeah. um this was a show where they actually had it yeah. throughout the whole episode and i mean this, the show also made a point of really trying to like as much as yes there was they were trying to the toys because that was you know what was happening they still took the time to really develop relationships with the characters like I, there was a, a whole little mini arc where they actually go into tex hex's background and you find out who he was before he was a bad guy yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you actually find out that he was actually partnered with one of the good guys yes they were actually like and they were partnered and he basically the reason he looks away is because of carrion poisoning mm -hmm. oh yeah and that it kind of warped his mind because he was around this so much because he got greedy and he got so obsessed with it. Like it became like it was very they didn't just make like these are the bad guys, these are the good guys, and the bad guys don't like the good guys because they're bad guys. Like they actually gave reason and logic to stuff and they actually had stories that did tie in together as much as and again, they all had a message. There was never like, oh, this is like a throwaway. There was always a message to give. It wasn't necessarily yeah. the the best way to go about doing it, but they had something. Yeah. <laughs> So well, they weren't just about the let's, you know, put bring all these new characters in to introduce toys. They're like, no, we actually had stories to tell. Yeah, like I think it's interesting because Filmation, because they're the ones responsible for He-Man and then She-Ra, um, because they were right at the very beginning of that um, that trend of, yeah. of selling toys. They, I think, took the 
prospect of creating a universe and writing stories, I think, a little more seriously initially mm -hmm. because the pattern hadn't been set. And then for them to end on Bravestar, I think a lot of their writing experience and a lot of their sort of world building experience really yeah. shone in Bravestar. But unfortunately, the market was flooded with all these shows yeah. trying to sell toys and then they just couldn't compete well, and, at that and point. And it was interesting because when Filmation actually went under, they had two separate Brave Star spinoffs that were in oh, production wow. at the time. Mm -hmm. That like there was one that was called Bravo, which was just about a different planet altogether. Hmm. And I can't remember what the other one was, but they were two like they were in the same universe, but complete spinoffs. Like they were, it was just like they basically they they created a like a multiverse, not a multiverse, hmm. but like a, a metaverse for right. this series where it was all these different stories taking place in the same universe. But the other two, obviously, they died in production because the company stopped existing. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was very, it was like kind of, it was similar to what they did with like He-Man and She-Ra, but they were extending it out even further. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was such a good show. Um, yeah. And the, the upside is the reason I, I wanted to go. If you go onto YouTube right now to the user Brave Star Official. That's um, actually their official. Huh. It is their official site and it has all the episodes up right now. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. It's um, awesome. Which I was, I was like, and like, and they are like, not they aren't bad recordings they were like actually like the stock foot like the footage like uninterrupted no commercial break start to finish the run times are there yeah. episodes this is nice. yeah this isn't like a bootleg thing this is their fully official like site. The site this is where, of yeah. their stuff okay. nice. so you can watch all the episodes there and it's so cool to see that's better than when I went back to look for the Thundercats episodes. Uh, I found basically the ones I was looking for were on Daily Motion and that. However, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess to get around copyright and that, they have to rebroadcast it in mirror image and that. So yeah. you know, oh, all the writing yeah. is backwards yeah. and like everything is just tilted yeah. over. But you still have to go through ads to get through each episode. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't recall Bravestar coming out on anything past DVD. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think no, anyone... I've got the DVD on my shelf, and that's yeah. it. I think that was all. Yeah, they had the, that last DVD release, and that was sort of the last push they had for the show. Yeah. And, and that was like in 2010, so. Yeah, it yeah. was a while ago. Um, whew. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, this is a good. good. These are good picks. Um, yeah. Before we go into any one, like quick mentions of, of secondary f things we want to talk about quickly, um, I think the two best theme songs out of the six of us is probably Hawk's with Thundercats and yeah. Matt's with Bravestar. Yeah. Yeah. Who would, I, Matt, uh, Shouse, I would pick you, but yours doesn't count because it's from the movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> so really. Yeah, because, I mean, there was a decent theme song with Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters, but I do kind of think the other two, I think, are yeah. stronger. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll even put my vote out right now. Hawks is the better one because, like, ever I, if you talk about Thundercats, people may not even remember anything about the show. They remember that theme song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like I do love Star, I think I, I think an I honorable mention how long it was. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, an honorable mention should go out to the Mighty Hercules song in that uh, 100%. <laughs> if, I, if I remember That's correctly. true. That's yeah. true. I gotta be honest, I sing the Brave Star theme song way more frequently than Thundercats. Because really? Eyes of the Hawk, Ears of the Wolf, um, Strength of the Bear, uh, Speed, Speed of the, of the Puma. Puma. I just randomly just sing that because it's so catchy and fun. I love That's that right. theme song. See, I, I've got, I've got a theme song. Now this was, this was one of my runners up and I know we're probably not going to go into those, but no, go um, into your runner up. Go for it. Well, this is the, the, the one that I would have, would have picked other, other than Ghostbusters would have been the uh, original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yeah. Uh, and, and I feel like that for me, that's the most uh, iconic yeah. theme song from that, from that particular era. Yeah. That, that was on my set half shell turtle power. I mean, come oh on. yeah. 
Ninja Turtles was a worthy successor to Thundercats because it came out after Thundercats. So it, mm. it, it carried the torch away from Thundercats for mm-hmm. catchiest theme song that everyone from that generation remembers. Yeah. Uh, Shos, did you want to do your quick mentions? Uh, that, that was it. Just that one. I, I, just this, uh, Ninja Turtles was a, was a, was mine. Good quick mention. Hawk, mm-hmm. any quick mentions for? Oh, uh, press Transformers. Great show. That lasted forever yeah. as well. Yeah. Doesn't really hold up. Sort of does, but. Mm. Eh. Yeah, it's a bit dated. Yeah, yeah. Steve? Uh, My other ones were um, uh, Silver Hawks, but because I knew Hawk was going to do Thundercats, I didn't want to jump. But (laughs) I mean, talk about guitar riff in that one. That's some some good rock and roll. It's some pure 80s theme song right Super Obscure was Bionic 6, which yeah, I would say I has a pretty really good theme song, so check it out. But yeah. that was a really hard cartoon to track down now, unfortunately. Hmm. Gus? Oh, I think I talked about mine too. My other ones were Rocket Robin Hood and yeah. Spider-Man. Which, Rocket Robin yeah. Hood had a great nice. theme too. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man is a good theme song. And Spider-Man, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, the, come on. The OG Spider-Man. And yeah, they exactly. still use the theme now, it's, right? It's mm. yeah. That show absolutely. is still memes today. Come on now. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Coach? Um, I got a uh, tons. I watched cartoons vehemently when I was a child. It was what I did, and as an um, adult, and as an adult too. <laughs> Not so much now, but I'm gonna go to that site that Gus gave us and deep dive everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'll apologize now. <laughs> no, don't apologize now. Um, I gotta give a shout out to GI Joe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, a talk again, catchy theme song. Drop sandwiches. And yeah, the P the, the PSA <laughs> spin-off from that, not even the actual OG PSAs, but the mock-up uh, PSAs they did on those are I, like I got that reference. They're so oh. I'm a computer. Oh shit, everything on fire. Oh god, everyone, oh god, we're all dead. Man, did those smell good. Come on, like stop just, all the downloading. <laughs> Keep in mind, those are not official, right? I mean, that's not like media messing me, with me, them. Me, 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 uh, yeah, a little kid got a cut in the in the playground, and that, and he's like, yeah. "Try rubbing some dirt on it, or some." No, that's the same one. That's the same same series. Yeah. They were so Those random. are also, if you look up G.I. Joe PSA on YouTube, they're all uh, mashed together. Like, you can find the full file of all of them. You will not stop laughing. They just are so dumb. I'll put them yeah, in the, the show guy, notes. The guy who made them put them all up recently. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, but the show itself, again, I loved. I never missed it when I was a kid. It yeah. was one of my no. favorites. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
couple others. Uh, Mask for anyone yeah, that remembers it. Talking yeah. about obscure. Mobile Armored Strike Command. Talk about a toy franchise gone yeah. wild. I wanted uh, those toys. Oh, they I have a bunch so of cool. them. They were yeah. so cool. Um, and then just as a throwback, uh, Animaniacs. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's time for Animaniacs. But here's the thing. <laughs> like the Yakko Wacko Dot stuff, I didn't really care about that much. But the Good Feathers... <laughs> And Rita yep. and Runt were what I was here for with that show. And Pinky and the Brain to an extent. Mm, yeah. And the Brain back animation was really well written. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, again, rife with inappropriate jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was the golden um, duo between that and Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah. Like, just yes. so well done. Steven Spielberg. Tiny Toons was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, like Animaniacs, just for the film reference, you know, how Spielbergian. Like you know, just so many film references. Like, I mean, the like the one episode that always stands out in my head was the the Good Feathers episode where they made fun of West Side Story. Oh yeah, that was a great uh, one. Which was just so weird and so bizarre. You know, because they were all fighting over who was going to perch on the the head of the statue of Martin Scorsese. <laughs> um, which was which was since it's a throwback. Since we're talking about the crossover with everything is permitted. Yeah, go Julian. We got into the argument about the Irishman. <laughs> that song. We want to approach on Scorsese's head was running through my head the entire time we were arguing about that movie. <laughs> Which was really distracting and why I, think I lost the point on that because I yep. couldn't concentrate on it because I was had that song in my head the entire time. We fight because those pigeons think they got it all. They do got the statue. And when we take the statue, we'll rule the roost. We want to stay here on the rooftop. We don't. We'd like to purchase Corsese's head. Why can't we purchase Corsese's head? Good feathers purchase Corsese's head. Sparrow should purchase Corsese's head. On the rooftop we get lots of sunshine. No one to perch on a clothesline. Up here we have a boy's eye view. Humans drop food by the statue. We'd like to purchase Corsese's head. Why can't we purchase Corsese's head? Good feathers purchase Corsese's head. We're gonna purchase Corsese's head. Yeah, that explains a lot. Um, um, Eric, I, I, what were yours? No, well, I can't wait till Animatics comes back. It's supposed to be in production now for next yeah. year. Um, yeah. And it includes the whole, well, at least the ones that are living, original cast. The OG voice the, cast. Is all from the up. 90s. Um, mm-hmm. I had a bunch. Um, I love the Disney afternoon block. So Darkwing Duck, DuckTales. Sure. Yeah. Um, I also love, oh, yeah. I was a huge fan of the Tailspin. Yeah. Tailspin, Gummy Bears, all of that was yeah, um, I watched all amazing. Too. We said Ninja Turtles, so, you know. Yeah. He-Man was also very big mm. in my household. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Even She-Ra, um, even though I never. She-Ra had, had, she had a better, longer run. Yeah, she had better sure. theme song, too. Yeah. Uh, we said Transformers. Not really, yeah, yeah. but I, I yeah. did like Transformers. I'm like, I should just look at my toys and be like, what did I have the most yeah. of? No, no, <laughs> don't look at your toys. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> we'll, we'll be here all night. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed Voltron as a kid. Ooh, yeah. That was also Voltron. one of my first yep. intros into anime. Um, I loved yeah. Cops. Yeah. Yeah. That was one I was also very close to almost start talking about. That had a good theme song, too. Yeah. Very good. And OG Simpsons. Started in '88 or '89, so I don't, that counts as growing up with the the good Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. So yeah. Also, I keep forgetting that show has been around forever. Like yeah. 30 something yeah. years, right? Yeah. Kids have been born to parents who have lived for the entire run of the show at this point. I yeah. remember when I turned 10, I'm like, ooh, I'm the same age as Bart Simpson now. Yeah. I remember that. That's weird. Wow. I you know what? I just to to just deep cut on the Simpsons for a second. I think I think it would be so cool, especially for kids that are kind of growing up now to go back and like, especially like that's a show that is going to be studied because it has to be, because it's been around it for still what, is. It 20 is years at this point, uh, almost 30, 30, something 30. 30. Yeah. That's what I meant. 30 31, 31 people whose whole life they've been alive. <laughs> and Disney like, plus has actually broken it down into different categories. I now. love that. They've done that. I, I'm like, so happy they did that. Cause it's so easy. So to cool. It was trying to just, but like, do you remember how pervasive that show was in the first like five yeah. years it was out? Yeah. Was just oh, yeah. Art Simpson merch everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then, and then, I remember when Bart it switched Man. to Homer uh, uh, merchandise and I thought that was really yeah. weird because I was, as I was getting older, the, the humor moved from Bart over yeah. to Homer and I was like, oh, yeah. that's a neat well, switch. They, they aged the show with the demographics that were watching it. They're like, okay, well, people are getting older now, so let's switch over to Homer because he's goofier. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to look like Homer. <laughs> no, no yeah, I remember. Just, I yeah, totally like, remember university and that. Like, if he had like a young kind of a, you know, uh, uh, what do you call them? Not profs, but they were kind of the teachers' assistants and that. Yeah. You know, the, mm-hmm. I remember, yeah, the young ones that would always kind of reference Simpsons and that. You know, mm-hmm. especially in like lit classes. Oh yeah, mm, they did that yeah. in our communications classes all the time. Yeah. Too, yeah. Just, and now yeah. it's sort of yeah. And remember, they were also like Simpsons was also kind of dealing with sort of sort of topical humor, but not really. And then Family Guy mm-hmm. took that and turned it up to twelve. Yeah, yeah. and um, South Park. Yeah, uh, South Park. Yeah, true. South Park was the one that actually started that out, and then yeah, Family Guy just did it with more money. Also, um, for our listeners, Disney Plus is releasing the original ratios at the end of this month or next month. I can't remember. I think it's next month. Soon. Good. Yeah, so we'll actually get to see the jokes that were in four by three. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's they gotta adjust it. They launched it faster than they, I think they planned. They're also they're they are also keeping the episodes that they cut out cut. So there are some. Oh, I've noticed a lot. So of I thought you were gonna say I'm like yeah, they're keeping them like they're gonna bring them back because yikes, no, they're not. They're not. They just like what they did with Splash. They are editing themselves. Ooh, Hannah's um, <laughs> butt. Yeah. Bad uh, anyways, CGI, boo. So I think we voted on. Uh, Hawks theme song, Thundercats yeah. winning. Yeah. That means you yeah. get a prize <laughs> of, I don't know, a high five virtual. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, let's throw this out to our listeners. What did you think of our cartoons? Are there any that we miss? Send us an email on email. Good Lord. Or contact us in social media. We are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Gus. Thank you, Shells. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Hawk. <laughs> My brain is melting because we've been recording for two hours. Have Thanks really? for coming on, talking yes, we have. about cartoons. Wow. I'm sure we'll come back and talk about those secondary ones that we just yeah. mentioned yeah. some other time in a couple. Sounds months. like fun. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. All right. Thank you for listening and have a good one. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at GeeksWithKidsTN. Check out our pics on Instagram at GeeksWithKids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. 
This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. You know, that sounds way better when Keith David does it. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Thank you, though. I, I was agreeing with you, bro. I don't know what you want from me.